and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today I'll be reading The Twelve Huntsmen. Once upon a time there was a prince who was betrothed to a maiden and loved her very much. One day, as he was sitting with her and feeling very happy, he received news that his father was seriously ill and wanted to see him one more time before he died. I must go away now and leave you, he said to his beloved. Please take this ring to remember me by. When I become king, I shall come back for you. Then he rode away, and when he got home, he saw that his father was very sick and on the verge of death. Dearest son, the king said to him, I wanted to see you one more time before my end. Promise me that you shall marry according to my will and he named a certain king's daughter who was to become his wife. So distressed was the son that he did not even stop to think about what he was doing, and said, Yes, dear father, your will shall be done. The king then closed his eyes and died. Some time later, when the son had been proclaimed king, and the period of mourning had passed, he had to keep his promise that he had given his father. So he made it known that he wanted to wed the king's daughter, and soon she was promised to him. When the first bride heard about that, she grieved so much about his infidelity that she almost died. Then her father said to her, My dear child, why are you so sad? Name your wish, and I shall grant it. She thought for a moment, and then said, Dear father, I would like to have eleven young women who all look like me in face, form, and stature. If it's possible, said the king, your wish shall be fulfilled. And he ordered his men to search all over his whole kingdom for as long as was necessary until they found eleven young women who looked exactly like his daughter in face, form, and stature. When the young women appeared before the princess, she ordered twelve hunting outfits made, one just like the next, and the eleven young women had to put on the outfits while she herself put on the twelfth. Then she took leave of her father and rode away with the eleven young women until they came to the court of her former bridegroom, whom she loved so dearly. There she asked whether he needed any huntsmen and whether he would like to take all twelve of them into his service. The king looked at her and did not recognize her. But since they were fine-looking fellows, he said, yes, he would gladly employ them. And so they became the king's twelve huntsmen. Now, the king had a lion that was a remarkable animal, for he could detect anything hidden and secret. One evening he happened to come to the king and said, You think you've got twelve huntsmen? Yes, said the king, twelve huntsmen they are. You're wrong, said the lion. They're twelve women. That's not true at all, answered the king. How are you going to prove that? Oh, just have some peas scattered in your antechamber responded the lion. You'll be able to tell right away. Men walk firmly when they walk over peas. Not a pea will move. But women trip and skid and glide their feet, and the peas will roll. The king liked his advice very much and ordered peas to be scattered over the floor. However, one of the king's servants was kindly disposed to the huntsmen, and when he heard that they were going to be put to a test, he went to them and told them everything. The lion wants to prove to the king that you're women, he said. The king's daughter thanked him, and afterward spoke to her young women. 
Control yourselves when you walk over the peas. Just step on them firmly. The next morning, when the king summoned the twelve huntsmen to him, and they entered the antechamber where the peas were lying, they stepped so firmly on them and had such a strong and steady gait that not a single pea moved or rolled. After they departed, the king said to the lion, You lied to me. They walk like men. They knew they were being put to a test, answered the lion. So they controlled themselves when they walked. Now, if you have twelve spinning wheels brought into the antechamber, they'll go over to them and be delighted. No man would ever do that. The king liked the advice, and he ordered that twelve spinning wheels be brought into the antechamber. However, the servant who sided with the huntsmen went to them and revealed the lion's plan. When they were alone, the princess said to the eleven young women, Control yourselves, and do not look at the spinning wheels when you enter the room. The next morning, when the king summoned his twelve huntsmen, they came through the antechamber and did not even so much as glance at the spinning wheels. Once again the king said to the lion, You lied to me. It's clear that they're men, for they didn't even glance at the spinning wheels. They knew they were being put to a test, and thus controlled themselves, answered the lion. However, the king did not believe him any more. The twelve huntsmen became his steady companions whenever he went out hunting, and the longer they were with him, the fonder he grew of them. Now it happened one day that news came of the king's betrothed, who was bound to arrive soon. When the true bride heard that, it was almost like a stab in her heart, and she was so hurt that she fell to the ground unconscious. The king, who thought that something had happened to his dear huntsman, ran over to him and pulled off his glove. However, when he saw the ring that he had given to his first bride and looked at her face, he recognized her. His heart was moved so much that he gave her a kiss, and when she opened her eyes, he said, You are mine and I am yours. No one in the world can ever change that. So the king sent a message to the other bride telling her to return to her own kingdom, for he already had a wife, and whoever finds his old key does not need a new one. Thereupon the wedding was celebrated, and the lion regained favor with the king, for he had really been telling the truth all along. The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives license. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, would you mind leaving a review or clicking on stars to give this podcast a rating? It helps other people find the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening.